Good morning. I'll be reading from Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights he fasted and became very hungry. During that time the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. But Jesus told him, No, the scriptures say, People do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say, He will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Jesus responded, The scriptures also say, You must not test the Lord your God. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you, he said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil went away and angels came and took care of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, May I have your attention? I want to introduce to you in this corner for the good and the right stands a champion roped in white. His height exceeds the heavens. Always the world is rich, riches everywhere. His age is evermore. is higher than the highest, is greater than the great. No one will ever take his crown away. Hi. 
the one champion you should come to know. We as people, we tend to elevate people or teams. We have to give them a level. So we have a champion. Whether it is in football, whether it is uh, at the county fair, somebody is number one or champion. If I think of an individual that uh, some of you may know, some of the younger people may not, that was called the champion or the greatest. At 12 years old, he started training. At 18, he won a gold medal for boxing in the Olympics. He went on to become a leading heavyweight boxer. He won 21, he re he fought 21 boxers to retain his heavyweight title, and there were 14 other title bouts that he fought. And that record stood for 35 years. He was the only boxer to be named in the Ring Magazine Fighter of the Year six times. He was named the greatest athlete in the 20th century. He was rated the third greatest athlete in the 20th century. He was involved in several historic bouts. One of them was watched by an estimated record of a live broadcast. It was estimated there was one billion viewers. And it at the time was the most watched live sport event. He thrived in the spotlight. He was often provocative, outlandish. He was known for trash talking and often freestyled rhyme schemes and spoken word poetry. Nicknamed the greatest, and he would tell you that he was the greatest. He was one of the celebrated sports figures of the 20th century. His name, Cassius Marcellus Clay, Jr. If you don't know him by that name, you might know him as Muhammad Ali. But he was not the greatest. We remember, or we often refer to Jesus Christ as a conqueror, one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. Yet, we rarely call him a champion. Throughout history, conquerors are those who went to war where there was a spilling of blood. 
And that's why Jesus was, that's why Jesus was and is a conqueror. He spilt his blood for us. He overcame demonic opposition to become a champion for our slave salvation. If we look at the definition of the word champion, I see that there's three different components of that definition, and Jesus fits all three of them. And I want to try and take a look at those this morning. The first one, champion, a person who has defeated all opponents in a competition or series of competitions so as to hold first place. And as we go forward, the song that you heard at the beginning portrays Jesus Christ as a fighter or a boxer. He steps into the ring. There is no one who can beat Jesus. He is the heaviest of the heavyweights. And the thing about Jesus is that he was not and is not provocative or outlandish like sports figures or those that we call champions today. He is kind. He is gentle and loving, the champion of love. We sang a song, Jesus Loves Me. That's Jesus, the champion of love. His whole purpose of coming to earth or getting in the ring was to save you and I. It wasn't to build a reputation for himself. He was thinking about us. And there, just as there is no way that he will lose when Jesus is in the ring, there's no way that we can win in the ring if we go it alone. Jesus needs to be with us. So ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention. I want to introduce to you in this corner, for the good and the right, stands a champion robed in white. His height exceeds the heavens. His weight outweighs the world. His reach reaches everywhere. His age is evermore. The scripture we read this morning, in the light of Jesus stepping into a ring, I want to look at that as Jesus being in a ring with the devil. And we'll see Jesus stand up to the devil. In verse 4, we see Jesus telling the devil, after the devil says, if you're the son of God, change these stones to loaves. But Jesus says, no. People do not live by bread alone, but by the every word that comes from the word of God. So as the two boxers are in the middle of the ring, they're standing toe-to-toe. The devil is saying this to Jesus. But Jesus stands there and says, nope, it's not that way. As we go farther, the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point on the temple, and said, if you're the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say that... uh, you know, son, jump off, you will be uh, all other, he will order the angels to protect you. But Jesus responds, scripture 
also says you must not test the Lord your God. Maybe they're getting a little closer now. The devil, he's losing. Jesus is right there telling him the way that it is, the truth. Next, they go to a very high peak. I will give you, I'll give it all to you, the devil says, if you will kneel down and worship me. Jesus stands there. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. Scripture says you must worship the Lord, your God, and serve him only. So the devil goes away. But Jesus is still in the ring fighting for us. And as we go through Scripture, you'll see Jesus never loses a round. There's no way that in this fight that it's going to be a split decision. It's going to be a unanimous decision because Jesus wins every single time. In Matthew 8, chapter, in verses 31 through 32, so the demons begged, if you cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs. All right, go, Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men, entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside and drowned in the water. Jesus wins again. The demons, they can't stand up to him. Matthew 9, 33. So Jesus cast out the demon, and the men began to speak, and the crowds were amazed. Nothing like this had ever happened in Israel, they exclaimed. Jesus is the first to be able to stand against the evil. Jesus goes on in Mark 1, 34. So Jesus healed many people who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. But because the demons knew who he was, he did not allow them to speak. So not only did he cast the demons out, he told them to be quiet, and they had to listen to the champion. Jesus never loses. Evil always does lose to Jesus. He is the victor of every round. The second part of the definition of competition is a champion who takes first place. And we touched on that a little bit, but in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27, unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself as a sacrifice for people's sins. Revelation 1.5 He is the faithful witness of these, to these things, the first to raise from the dead, the ruler of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood to us, for us. So Jesus, the first to raise from the dead, he's the ruler of all the kings. He is number one. He is the undisputed champion. The third part is to act as a champion to defend, support, or to champion a cause. And Jesus did that 
he got into the arena for us, for our sake. If you think of, in a description of this way, you might think of Goliath. The Philistines called their champion out and then asked Israel to send theirs out. Well, as big as Goliath was and as scared as the Israelites were, Jesus is bigger. He is a true champion. He is perfect, holy, sinless. He is eternal, all-powerful, and loving. Because he loved us, he entered the ring. He is standing in our place. We would be a featherweight against a heavyweight or evil champion. No chance to win. Christ could not, was not, nor will he ever be defeated. Romans 5.21 So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. John 5, 24. I tell you the truth. Those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but they have already passed from death to life. Jesus is our champion, no matter how you look at it. He's number one. He's the strongest, undefeated, and he's our champion standing in our place. As we live our lives, we have Jesus as our champion, but we still need to, we need to be in shape. We need to train. We need to be ready to do our part to follow Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 read like this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and he is now seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus may mean we have to step into the ring. We live in the ring. So how do we do that? If we continue reading in Hebrews chapter 12, starting at verse 12. So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your knees. Make out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame will not fall but become strong. Work at living in peace with everyone. Work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. So we need to keep our eyes on Christ 
we need to work at becoming like Christ. We need to study the word. We need to be in Christ. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people, and to be sprinkled and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Be careful that you do not refuse to listen to the one who is speaking. For if the people of Israel did not escape when they refused to listen to Moses, the earthly messenger, we certainly will not escape if we reject the one who speaks to us from heaven. We need to listen to Jesus. No matter what the world is telling us, no matter what we're hearing, remember that Jesus is the champion. He's got it right. We are his children. And just as much as we who have children want them to succeed in life, God wants us to succeed as well. It's not easy to be a champion if we look at the life of Jesus, the sacrifice that he made. It takes determination, practice, exercise, discipline, and yes, a commitment to never give up, give in, back down, back up, sit down, quit, or walk away. That's what we need to do. We must prevail. Another boxer by the name of Jack Dempsey had this definition for a champion. A champion is someone who gets up when he can't. In 2 Corinthians 4 we read, we are pressed down on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We are knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Why? Because Jesus is our champion. Are we willing to step into the ring with Jesus? Why not take a new grip with your tired hands and straighten your weakened knees? If life has got you down, don't give up. Grab hold of Jesus. He is competing for your eternal life and mine. That's his purpose, no other. Through no one else comes, can we come to our God, only through Jesus. And rest assured that we will experience eternity. But it's our choice whether we choose to live in Christ in heaven with God or eternal separation and torment away from God. We have to make that choice. And Jesus Christ is the right choice. Jesus could and did get up from the grave and it was because he loves you and I. And he already knows each one of us. So don't think that you necessarily have to introduce yourself to him. He knows you. 
He knows where you're struggling, and he'll help you. He is the champion, having defeated sin, death, and the devil. He takes the blue ribbon, no, no question. He is higher than the highest, greater than the great. No one will ever take away his crown. He is more mighty than the mightiest. He reigns from above. He's the all-time, undisputed, undefeated champion of love. If you don't know the champion, meet him today.